You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Here are your hosts, Matthew Leach and Paul Hagan. Hi, and welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, along with Paul Hagan. We'll be talking with MLB.com's Mark Bowman in a few minutes. And, uh, Paul, it seems like if there's one thing the Braves have, it's timing. Uh, they managed to get it together at exactly the right moments on a pretty regular basis, it seems like. Yeah, and another thing they have is the ability to beat the Nationals, which which may have uh, saved their season. You hate to talk about you know must-win series with six or seven weeks left to go in the year, but uh, certainly winning two out of three from the Nationals uh, makes things look a lot better after that eight-game losing streak. Yeah, it's 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 baffling, and so that's why we have Mark Bowman here to try and explain it to us. Why is it that this team... Uh, it's been basically, as you noted last week, a 500 team against everybody else in baseball for three and a half months now, but they just consistently beat the Washington Nationals. Yeah, you know, for a while I, I said last week that uh, it felt like there was a little bit of a mental wedge. The, the Nationals, when they came in here the early part of the season, they were running into uh, base running, making base running mistakes, uh, being over-aggressive in the field, uh, you know, Giving up, uh, giving the Braves extra outs with mistakes. There, it just it felt like the Braves were in their head. The Braves went to DC, lost the final two games of a four-game set, and you thought, well, yeah, maybe that mental edge is gone. And I'm still not convinced that that, that uh, the mental edge uh, is as strong as it was maybe early in the season. But but just taking these two or three uh, certainly was uh, significant for the Braves. I, I, it's like Paul said. I don't know if you can say it's a must-win situation in August, but I, you know they, they could have buried the Braves. You know, had they come in here, uh, swept them, the Braves were certainly would have been done. And, and even taking two or three, you think about the difference between a five and a half game lead and and the three and a half game lead they now have over the Braves. That that, that sounds a, a, like a big difference, especially for a team. Had the Nationals won last night, the Braves would have lost for the 10th time in their previous 11 game, uh, previous 11 games, and, and then you're five and a half out, and you're looking at the Dodgers and the A's coming in. That, that's a big mental uh, burden to have to face. So, uh, you know, what the Braves did this week was, was significant. And I think what, if, if there is a mental edge that still exists, it's every time that Steven Strasburg and Gio Gonzalez step, step on the mound against the Braves. I was just about to ask about that, because to me that's the most amazing thing, is, is that they just – they whoop up on Strasburg again and again and again. Uh, they hit him hard. I know sometimes things just happen, and I'm, I'm a guy who consistently preaches, sometimes things just happen in baseball. Is this the case where something just happens, or is there some reason that, that they are well-suited to hit him or a guy like him? You know, I, I asked around um, the clubhouse, and I didn't get, you know, great answers about, you know, like more of the, yeah, that just happened, you know, uh, were aggressive. I, I, I do think that they're comfortable uh, against Strasburg. They, they've gotten to see him so frequently. They have a uh, you know pretty good understanding of what he's going to do. And, and when I was driving home uh, early Saturday morning, you know, or after Friday night's game, I was heard. I believe it was C.J. Nikowski on the radio, and I he was he was explaining how you know uh, when Strasburg you see you you he gets into this. Um, into a habit of coming back inside with, with strikes, um, attacking the inside part of the plate, and it seems like the Braves have feasted on that with, with some some power, especially the other night. Um, 
and, and I think that they, I think that goes back to the thing where, where you just get comfortable just knowing a pitcher. Um, they, they've seen him so frequently and have had success. Um, he, he certainly doesn't have uh, the mental ways, like I said earlier. He's certainly in the Braves' favor there. Mark, this is going to be a pretty good rivalry between the Nats and the Braves. Uh, probably don't need anything extra, but we have the Bryce Harper controversy now. What, what, what's your take on that? <laughs> you know, first of all, you know that, that hit Twitter immediately. One of the fans caught the him walking behind the catcher and kicking the A. Uh, and I told Joe Morgan, there, my my associate, I said, let's let's hold off on making a big deal. Is he he might kick the dirt back there, you know, every time at that same exact spot. He might not even know the A is there. And he comes up the next at bat, and we're you know we're all watching, it. and it was it was it was funny, because it, it was almost like he made a point to stop and just kick it right as he's coming back across it. And once again, you still don't know if he did that on purpose. That could have just happened to be circumstance or, or you know just happenstance as well. But it, it, it's funny. I, 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 have not, I haven't seen a player hated this much in Atlanta since. I, I, I mean, you know, Ryan Braun gets booed. Carlos Gomez gets booed now, but but I mean, just downright hated. This this goes back to Bonds, like uh, you know, back you know, ten years or so, ten years ago. So it's uh, I think a lot of the Braves laughed it off. Uh, I think it's just Bryce Harper being young, funny. I mean, I still don't see any big. I don't see it as a big deal. That's for sure. Even with the the series win against Washington, uh, they did not light it up on offense um it seems like we ask this again and again but uh, is are there signs that this offense is going to be what they hope it's going to be uh or or is this just a team that's going to have to win three to two four to three for the rest of the year rather than than getting a lot of those uh a lot of those easy fun wins i think one thing um that one way they can improve is if they continue to put Bonifacio at the top of the lineup. I, I know I have campaigned for them to put Hayward at the top of the lineup against right-handed pitchers and then Bonifacio against left-handed pitchers. Um, I, I think that's one way they can improve offensively. But it's like you said, you know, they, they, they had six, scored six runs Friday night before they got out of the second inning, scored one more run that night, one run the next night, and three last night. It, it, this, it's not like this offense uh, you know, did anything spectacular. Uh, this weekend, other than those first two innings against Strasburg, um, I think if you, if you start putting, they have got to get away from putting BJ up at the top of the lineup. And we wrote, about, you know, wrote about that the other day. Asked Freddie again because he had put Bonifacio at the leadoff spot for two games against the Mariners last week, and he comes back and puts BJ uh, in the leadoff spot on on Friday and Saturday. And BJ, of course, homered on Friday. That you know, everyone's joke was, well, how how much more time does that buy him? Uh, it, it ended up not buying him a lot because uh, Bonifacio was back in there last night, and, and, he, and you see the difference. You know, he got on with the bunt single. He can do things with the with his legs uh, once he gets on base. When I asked Freddie Gonzalez about this, you know, Saturday, um, he gave me his response. You know, we we feel BJ's more comfortable there. He's been more productive. You know, in the lead, I saw, well, yeah, he has been more productive, but he couldn't be any less productive than he had been. And the numbers that he has put up in the leadoff spot are not leadoff worthy. Anyhow, when he was done 
giving me his answer, he looked at me and said, you didn't like that that answer, did you? And I said, well, it's your answer, you know. And it, but uh, I think we are getting to a point where he's, you know, we'll probably see less of D.J. in the lineup, and, and certainly, and I, I think for this offensive stake, you know, we've, hopefully we've seen the last of uh, those days where he's at the top of the lineup. Mark, another guy we've talked about as being a key to the Braves lineup is Freddie Freeman. Uh, three games are just three games, but in those three games against the uh, Nationals, five for eleven with a one point three five seven OPS. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's amazing. You, you look at what he's done against uh, the Nationals, and it makes it even funnier what he's done against the the Marlins, where he's what you know whatever three for forty six or whatever. It, uh, but no, he, he he's he's been had great at bats. He, you know, he he's another guy. He is one guy who has really. I uh, hit Strasburg. I know his numbers are probably back up. Probably hit about 480 against him in his career, um, and it just seems to have. Uh, that's one of those teams that he's had a lot of success against, like the Mets. Uh, but but this year the Nationals have been. Uh, he's he's had a lot more success against them. Mark, what's the uh, what's the status on on Andrelton Simmons? Um, that's obviously a pretty key guy and a guy that they would prefer not to go too long without. You know, it's an ankle injury. It's certainly not one you want to have to deal with with a, you know, an acrobatic uh, electric, you know, shortstop like that. Uh, somebody who who needs that that strong base and relies so heavily on his legs. But uh, he has made significant improvement. He was on crutches when he left Seattle last Wednesday. When when I saw him on Friday, he was in an air cast, limping a little bit. By Saturday, his his ankle was wrapped uh, without the air cast. And yesterday, in all honesty, he was walking around where you, you know, it was wrapped and, and you really didn't even see a limp. So I think what we'll see is uh, here uh, Monday afternoon, see him start to maybe do some, some light jogging, some of the zigzagging things. If, if that goes well, they'll, they'll stick with that plan of getting him in the lineup there on Tuesday. Well, with Simmons, I mean, I, I know the defense is, is – uh as good as it gets, uh, and and he doesn't have to hit much to play. But I think there was some hope that he would turn into a little more offensively, that some of that offensive game would come around. And it seems like he's actually kind of taken a step back this year. Um, were, were the expectations unfair, or is there is there still more there for him offensively? I think there's there's more there for him offensively. Let's you know let's go back um, two years ago when we thought, well, this guy may not be able to hit. You know, he he may not never hit, you know, all that well at the big league level. He comes back, comes out last year and hits 17 homers and you know, produces a decent, you know, a respectable uh, batting average most much most of the season. This year, what we've seen is, is his aggressiveness has, has gotten the best of him uh, uh, this year. Maybe that's a maybe that's a product of pitchers just taking advantage of uh, learning to take advantage of that aggressive nature that he shows at the plate. Um, I do think we'll see more, you know, uh, a more productive uh, Anderson Simmons in the future from an offensive standpoint. Some of the, some of the troubles this year might be a product. Of, he, he just battled a lot of nagging injuries. It seemed like all year that you know, nothing that has been enough to sideline him, but maybe he just hasn't had that base, and, and that has also hindered him uh, at the plate. That's been Mark Bowman, MLB.com's Braves reporter. I'm Paul Hagan with Matthew Leach. Thanks for joining us on MLB.com Extras. Catch all of the second-half action on MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service. 
Watch every out-of-market game streamed live online or on the go in true HD. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 14 subscription, allowing you to watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.